0: Should we just wait for uh, the new folks joining? Should we just wait for uh, the new folks? Okay, great. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Divya Shrikumar, and I'm a product manager for AWS Global Accelerator, which is a brand new service that we launched at reInvent this week. I also want to introduce you to my colleague, Hardeep Upal, who is a software engineer with our team. And together, we want to introduce you to this brand new service. So most of you, if not all, must have considered building or have already built robust and scalable applications that can be accessed by your global user base. The world is big and you never know where your next wave of users may come from. Most of you must have spent considerable amount of time thinking about how to improve performance and application availability for your apps that's accessed by global users. So without further ado, let's introduce you to Global Accelerator, which is a new networking service that you can use to enhance your application availability and performance by leveraging the AWS Global Network. So to understand a little bit about this, let's learn more about the application development lifecycle. Say you're an entrepreneur and you have this amazing idea for an application. You decide to host it on AWS to take advantage of the agility and elasticity of the cloud. You start building this application in a single AWS region, say US East 1, and you roll it out to your users in the US. Your application slowly starts gaining popularity, and now you have your users all across the world trying to gain access to your application. However, you observe that the performance for these users that's trying to access your app from across the world is not up to the mark. So you decide to replicate your applications in multiple AWS regions so that you can serve your end users from the closest region. So let's take a look at how global traffic management happens today. So say you host your applications in three different AWS regions, say Virginia, Frankfurt, and Singapore, and you have elastic IP addresses for each of these regions. You have your users in Seattle that's trying to connect to your app, www.example.com, and they do a DNS lookup uh, for the DNS name, and your DNS service, such as Route 53, returns to you the IP address of the application stack that your users need to connect to. One thing to note is that your client applications or your client devices may cache this IP address for longer durations than expected. And your users in Seattle will connect to your application stack, and in an ideal world, everything works fine. But what happens when your application in Virginia fails your users in Seattle will have to re-resolve, uh, for example,.com, and Route 53 now returns the new elastic IP address of the application stack that they need to connect to. However, there is an inconsistency in the IP address that is returned by your DNS server, and the IP address which is cached by your client applications, due to which your users end up connecting to the same application stack that has failed its health checks. So what are some of the challenges that uh, our customers are facing today? The first one is that IP address caching by client applications or devices are unreliable, and this can lead to unpredictable downtimes. Second, your users traverse the public internet for majority of the network path from the users to your applications hosted on AWS, and this can lead to an inconsistent performance. Third, customers have to manage multiple IP addresses, at least one per availability zone, and this can be cumbersome and complex to manage. So we built the Global Accelerator to address all of these issues. Global Accelerator is a new network layer service that you can deploy in front of your internet-facing applications and helps you optimize your global applications to enhance the availability and performance of your apps for your users. So in a world without Global Accelerator, your end users would connect directly to your AWS applications via the public internet, whereas now, Global Accelerator becomes the front-end interface for your applications hosted in a single AWS region or multiple AWS regions. Your users will hit the Global Accelerator, and it will intelligently route your traffic across endpoints in a single region or multiple AWS regions. So what are some of the use cases for which you can use Global Accelerator? Say you're a real-time gaming company. You have game servers distributed across multiple AWS regions and you have players connecting to your game servers from all across the world. You require consistent performance for your gamers because any excessive latency or any jitter in the network can lead to an undesirable gaming experience and worse, an unfair advantage to certain gamers. Say you're a payment transactions company and you want maximum uptime for your applications because any downtime can lead to lost revenues. You want to ensure that you do not rely on IP address caching by client applications and you also require instantaneous failover and change propagation say you're a digital security company, where security is of utmost importance to you and your customers. You do not want to whitelist a contiguous range of public-facing IPs in your um, security applications, such as DNS firewalls uh, or your DNS um, records. And as your application scales and new IP addresses get added, you do not want to keep updating your client-facing applications. Instead, you want a small set of fixed IP addresses for easy manageability. So really, we have customers that represent multiple different industries, ranging from digital publishing, Internet of Things, financial services, media, mobile apps, ad techs. Mainly, any customers that require high availability, improved performance, and easy manageability of IP addresses can leverage Global Accelerator. So what are the main benefits that Global Accelerator provides? As I mentioned, we have three main benefits. High availability, improved and consistent performance, and easy IP manageability. So let's look at what the key features are which Global Accelerator provides, which enables you to achieve these benefits. The first one, and an important one, is static IP addresses which are announced from our expansive network of edge locations via Anycast. Global Accelerator also intelligently distributes your traffic across endpoints uh, in a single AWS region or multiple AWS regions. And this is based on client location, health, customer configurable policies, etc. We have a built-in fault isolation mechanism, which enables you to enhance your applica- uh, application availability posture for your end users. In addition to TCP, We also support UDP protocols, which means if you have services that rely on UDP as a transport uh, layer protocol, such as authentication authorization, logging, authoritative DNS, and online gaming, you can actually leverage the Global Accelerator. It provides instantaneous uh, regional failover um, in response to failed health checks. And of course, you can leverage the AWS Global Network with this service. So I'm going to come back to the same example where you hosted your application, example.com, in three AWS regions, and you have uh, separate IP addresses, elastic IP addresses for each of these regions. But now, you have fronted your applications with AWS Global Accelerator. So how does your traffic management story change? You have your users in Seattle, that do a DNS lookup, for example, .com, and Route 53 now returns the Accelerator IP, which is static in return. Your client devices or applications that may cache the IP address will now use the static IP address in their caches. This IP address is any casted from all of our edge uh, locations around the world. Your users all across the world will now ingress onto our network from the edge location that is closest to them. And Global Accelerator uses the AWS backbone to route that traffic to the closest healthy region. If your application in a particular region fails, Global Accelerator instantly reroutes that traffic to the next closest and available endpoint. So one question that uh, all of you might have is where does Global Accelerator live? If you think about the AWS cloud, you have availability zones, you have regions, and you have our expansive edge network, which runs uh, in multiple regions across the world. Global Accelerator is our high performance, uh, intelligent, scalable, packet processing units that is distributed in our edge locations across the world. It announces static IP addresses via Anycast, so your users will ingress onto the edge location that is closest to them, and will traverse the AWS global network to reach the optimal endpoint. So why should you use the AWS global network? There are multiple reasons. The first one is to improve your security posture. The AWS backbone is highly secure, and it is optimized to give you the best user experience. And the AWS Backbone is completely and fully managed by AWS. It provides you high availability because we have redundant fiber and inbuilt fault tolerance to enhance your availability posture. Moreover, the AWS Backbone is congestion-free, which means you have higher throughput, lower latency, and overall, it improves the quality of service for your users. So in a world without Global Accelerator, your end clients will have to traverse multiple network hops via the public internet to reach your applications that's hosted in uh, AWS regions. Every network hop can add latency, jitter, and can be a suboptimal experience for your users. With Global Accelerator, your clients will onboard onto our network as close as possible to them and it traverses the AWS-managed global network for majority of the network path between users and your AWS applications. This improves the quality of service for your applications considerably. So let's look at uh, our endpoint selection logic. We keep talking about uh, the fact that Global Accelerator is intelligent and it intelligently routes traffic to endpoints. So how does it do that? We look at a multitude of inputs to figure out which endpoint to route that traffic to. The first one is application health. Global Accelerator continuously monitors the health of your application endpoints and directs traffic only to the healthy application endpoints. We also look at geo-proximity, which means we will route traffic to the AWS region that is closest to your end user. Customers can also configure policies and they can granularly control the amount of traffic that is routed to any region or an endpoint within that region. Customers can also uh, provide client affinity settings if they want to continuously select the same endpoint for a given client. So let's look at optimal endpoint selection So say you have a client that's connecting to your applications fronted by the global accelerator, uh, and your applications are hosted in uh, two different AWS regions with two endpoints each in each region. And the client here is identified by a unique five tuple. And five tuple is basically five properties, your protocol, source IP, source port, destination IP, and destination port. So for every unique five tuple, the Global Accelerator first figures out what is the optimal region or what is the closest region to that client, and then it consistently hashes uh, the traffic from that client to a particular endpoint based on the hash of the five tuple. This is important if you want the best traffic distribution across your endpoints in a region, say for stateless applications. Now what happens if you have stateful applications where you want to continuously route a particular client defined by a source IP to the same endpoint? An example of this is video ingestion. So in video ingestion, you have multiple streams, the video stream, audio stream, and error stream that comes from the same client source IP, but it could come from multiple ports. And you want all these streams to end up in the same endpoint to process these. So in such a scenario, what you can do is you can select uh, client affinity settings. And in this case, we will use uh, the two tuple, that is the source IP and desk IP, uh, as the hash value and we'll select the endpoint. So no matter uh, how your ports change, as long as your client IP is the same, we will always route traffic from that client to the same endpoint. Let's look at the accelerator configuration. So accelerator is the resource that you create with a global accelerator. When you create an accelerator, you will be provided static IP addresses. I've been mentioning the single static IP that is anycast from our edge network, but you actually get two IP addresses uh, to improve your redundancy. So if one IP becomes unavailable, due to network disruptions, you still have the other IP address and your clients can retry on that. This is a concept that we'll speak more about uh, in the later slides. Then you configure your listeners. Listeners is a concept which is similar to what you have in ELBs, which is basically a port and a protocol that you filter incoming traffic to your global accelerator. You can then tie these listeners to endpoint groups Endpoint groups are limited by the scope of a region, so you can have a maximum number of endpoint groups that is equal to the maximum number of regions that we support, and within each endpoint groups, you can have one or multiple endpoints that we route traffic to. The endpoint types that we support are ALB, NLB, and elastic IP addresses. So one important thing to note about the Global Accelerator is that it provides you fine-grained traffic controls. And the way that it gives you those controls is through traffic dials. Traffic dials is a configuration that you can do at an endpoint group level or a regional level. So what it means is that you can increase or decrease your traffic dial, and accordingly, that region will increase or decrease the amount of traffic that it accepts. By default, the traffic dial for each endpoint group or each region is 100%. What it means is that each region will accept 100% of the traf- traffic that is destined to it. Now say you want to take out a region for stack upgrades, performing te- performance testings, or any sort of similar use cases. You can easily turn down the traffic dial of that region to 0%, and Global Accelerator will stop routing traffic to that region. Apart from traffic dial, you also have granular controls for uh, the amount of traffic that goes to each endpoints within the endpoint group by configuring weights. Now, let's look at where Global Accelerator fits into your architecture. So when you decide to build an application on AWS, you figure out which regions you want to host this application in and which availability zones within those regions um, you want to pick up. So you start by building your applications in EC2 instances uh, in these AZs, and you front them with an elastic load balancer for uh, granular load balancing within the region. And then you tie the global accelerator uh, at a global level so that you can route traffic between your regions. When you decide to scale your applications even further to other AWS regions, you can seamlessly scale it out without any changes to the global accelerator IPs, so you do not have to make any client-facing changes. So how exactly does fixed IP address help? One important use case for this is migration. Say you want to migrate between endpoint types, like an NLB to ALB or vice versa. You can easily do that without making any client-facing changes. You can also easily whitelist your IP ad- addresses in security applications without worrying about having to uh, constantly keep updating them as your applications scale. You can also use fixed IP addresses for st- stack upgrades and performance testing in the way that we explained earlier. Having said this, I'm now going to hand it over to Hardeep who will explain you more about our availability model.
1: Um, So let's look into, uh, let's get a deeper look into how Global Accelerator enhances your uh, application's uh, availability posture. So with Global Accelerator, we're introducing the concept of network zones. This concept uh, will be familiar to people that are aware of uh, availability zones. Uh, So network zone basically provides you network level isolation to ensure that any disruption in the network does not impact your application's uh, availability. And as we mentioned earlier, Uh, Global Accelerator continuously monitors the healthiness of your applications and ensures that all traffic is directed to healthy applications. And it does so at the network level, uh, which ensures that uh, your clients are free from uh, IP-level caching. Uh, Further, uh, Global Accelerator is integrated with AWS Shield, which is our uh, managed DDoS protection service. Uh, And this ensures that applications under DDoS can also uh, maintain their availability postures. And lastly, as we've kind of mentioned uh, earlier, uh, AWS Global Network is, uh, is integrated with uh, Global Accelerator. This ensures that clients' traffic is traversing uh, over the backbone, uh, which is congestion-free and has redundant capacity. So to look a little bit deeper into uh, network zones, uh, each IP address uh, that is associated with your Global Accelerator is uh, part of an individual network zone. These network zones are associated with uh, IP uh, subnets. There are uh, individual-to-eat network zones, so there's no overlap between them. Further, the infrastructure that the network zone is comprised with is uh, a single unit of failure um, and is physically isolated. Hence, this ensures that any power outages does not impact uh, multiple network zones. Hence, your uh, fault tolerance is maintained in your system. Now. Because we want to ensure a high level of performance, we announce uh, the BGP advertisements for both network zones from every single edge location. Uh, But to ensure that we have multiple network paths uh, for clients to reach our edge locations, uh, we basically announce the BGP advertisements towards a distinct set of routers. And these routers are also physically isolated. And they ensure that there are multiple paths to reach your end users. So for example, if uh, an end user uh, has some some kind of network reachability issues uh, because of uh, the public network uh, having some kind of disruptions, the client application can switch over to the second static IP address that will allow uh, that end client to reach the edge location itself. Hence the availability is uh, completely maintained while there are network disruptions happening. To dive a little bit deeper into what a network zone contains, uh, so a network zone has infrastructure that's running our our packet processors that make up your global accelerator. Uh, This infrastructure is actually divided into multiple different cells. And further, uh, each customer's accelerator is shuffle sharded uh, to a single cell within a network zone. So this ensures that there is a minimum number of overlaps Uh, of different customers' accelerators uh, between cells, and it also further guarantees to reduce the blast radius in case a customer is receiving traffic that impacts a cell. Next, Global Accelerator is continuously monitoring the healthiness of the application, and at the network layer determines when to uh, move traffic away uh, from unhealthy endpoints uh, to healthy ones. Uh, Currently, Uh, we're providing you with multiple different configurations for these health checks. So we support TCP, HTTP, and HTTPS-based health checks. If you have your endpoints uh, configured to be network load balancer or application load balancer, we'll directly ingest your pre-configured application health checks. In the case you use uh, Elastic IP addresses as your endpoints, uh, you have the options of configuring uh, TCP, HTTP, or HTTPS health checks By default, we'll use the protocol and the port that you configure in your listeners. Uh, But do you have the options of changing those and uh, and changing the frequency and the interval at which these health checks are made? So let's take a look at an example of how these health checks impact how traffic is distributed amongst uh, applications running in multiple regions. So here, we have an example of an application stack that is running uh, in multiple uh, AWS regions and in multiple availability zones and is fronted by a global accelerator. So in the world where all the application stacks are healthy, the global accelerator will basically distribute traffic amongst the AWS regions and availability zones uh, based on the configurations uh, for your accelerator itself. So it'll honor the traffic dial and the weights for your endpoints. Now, if we have an application stack in an availability zone that becomes unhealthy, the global accelerator will instantaneously move that traffic away to the healthy uh, application stack running in a different availability zone. Now, you can have events in which an entire region might become unhealthy. In this case, we'll have the global accelerator fail uh, traffic away from the unhealthy region to the healthy ones. So your availability posture is maintained during this time. And in the worst case scenario, if uh, both uh, availability stacks in both regions are unavailable, uh, in that world, Global Accelerator will will fail open. Now, every customer that's running an application in AWS that's uh, uh, getting traffic from the internet is susceptible to uh, DDoS attacks. And so with Global Accelerator, uh, we integrated with uh, AWS Shield, which is our managed DDoS protection service. So every global accelerator gets uh, standard shield protection by default. This ensures that any network or transport layered uh, DDoS attacks that frequently occur are filtered and your application is protected. For customers, they're also looking for higher levels of DDoS protection. Uh, you do have the option of enabling uh, AWS Shield Advance. This allows you gives you a higher posture uh, for uh, maintaining an availability during uh, kind of sophisticated application layer attacks. So here with the AWS Shield Advanced, you have tools to uh, set up rules um, or work with the DDoS response team to create mitigations during a DDoS attack. So you can leverage that. So here's an example of a DDoS traffic coming with uh, a bunch of good traffic from your, your user base. And Shield will, uh, will ensure that uh, the DDoS traffic gets filtered out and only good traffic is sent to your application, so your availability is maintained during such attacks. And lastly, uh, Global Accelerator is taking advantage of the Amazon Global Network. So the Amazon Global Network is an expensive network that interconnects all AWS region. Uh, Further, all of our edge locations are also interconnected uh, with the AWS Global Network. There's redundant fiber, and it's auto-managed by AWS itself and it ensures that there are multiple available paths from an edge location to an AWS region. So this ensures that you get consistent performance and high availability. One thing we've kind of covered so far is cases when a global accelerator is fronting your global application stack in multiple AWS region. But there are customers that also have AWS, uh, their, their application stack running in a single region. Uh, Even for such customers, uh, Global Accelerator can actually help improve performance and availability by making use of the Amazon global network itself. To give you a bit more visibility inside the traffic that's coming and getting served from the Global Accelerator towards your application, we provide you with flow logs. Uh, This is very similar to VPC flow logs that folks might be already familiar with. So we provide you the signature of the client that sends the traffic, and the endpoint that we select at the edge. So you get to learn about the client IP, the client port, the endpoint IP, the endpoint port, the region uh, that the endpoint resides in, and also the edge location that the traffic was ingressed over. Further, you also get stats around the number of packets coming in and out, and the number of bytes coming in and out. And you receive this for both direction uh, of your traffic. Next, we'll kind of walk through a simple demo of our our console just to kind of show you how you can set up an AWS Global Accelerator. So you'll find the Global Accelerator under the Networking and Content Delivery section. Here, you can basically get some information about what Global Accelerator does, uh, how it works, what benefits and features it provides, and also the different use cases it has. Further, you can also learn about uh, our getting started and development tool guides. So let's go ahead and create an accelerator. So step one is to give an accelerator a human readable name that allows you to distinguish between multiple that you might have in your account. By default, uh, an IPv4 address is chosen as the address family for your accelerator. Now, you can set up listeners uh, which give you, uh, that allow you to like, set up policies on your incoming traffic. So you can select the appropriate protocol and provide different port ranges that you expect your traffic to ingress over. And if you wanted to use client affinity, you can select the source IP option up here. Now that you have a listener configured, it's time to create some endpoint groups. So you have the choice of creating multiple endpoint groups, one per region, depending on where your application stack resides. And you also have the option of configuring the traffic dial. Uh, By default, it's set up to 100%, but you can dial it based on uh, however you want. So here, we'll select US East 1 as uh, our endpoint group. And then I'll go ahead and create a second endpoint group in uh, EU Central 1 as well. Now that you have configured your endpoint group, it's time to associate endpoints to your endpoint groups. Uh, So here you have the option of selecting uh, elastic IP addresses, uh, network load balancer, or application load balancer as your endpoints. So in this example, we'll choose elastic IP addresses. Further, you can configure weights that uh, dictate the traffic distribution amongst the endpoints within an endpoint group. And that's the final step. Here, uh, you'll see your Global Accelerator getting created. And you can look at the status to determine when you can actually start using it. So here, it's gone into deploy. So we're good to go. All right, I'll hand it back over to Divya to kind of go over the next demo. Thank you.
0: Now, let's look at how Global Accelerator intelligently routes traffic across your endpoints. So for this demo, I used uh, my website, mytravelog.org, which I hope will become popular at some point. But for this, uh, I've hosted my website uh, in two AWS regions, specifically an EIP instance in each of these regions, and I have tied it to my global accelerator. So here you can see my uh, accelerator, which I've created. I have configured a single listener, Uh, that listens on port 80 and 443 uh, in the TCP protocol. If you view the details, you will see that both my endpoint groups uh, for each region, Virginia and Frankfurt, have been associated with the listener. And within each endpoint group, uh, there is one elastic IP address, an EC2 instance with an EIP attached. You can note that the accelerator has given me two IP addresses, each from unique network zones, and now I'm going to tie that IP address to my DNS name. So I go to Route 53, and I look at my hosted zones. I have already configured my accelerator IPs as A records uh, to my DNS name. So if I go to my record sets, you'll see that both my static IP addresses given by my accelerator is there. The next thing I did is SSH into my instance in Virginia, and now I'm going to do a curl for my domain name, and you'll notice that my application in US East 1 has responded. Now I'm going to SSH into my instance in Frankfurt, and I'm going to do a curl uh, for my domain name, and now you'll see that my application in EU Central 1 has responded. Now I'm going to simulate a failover by going to my EC2 instance in Virginia and shutting it down. So this is the instance that I have attached to my global accelerator. I'm going to quickly stop it and see how the global accelerator responds. I'm going to open my uh, website uh, in the browser. Note that I am Uh, connecting from Seattle. However, my application in Frankfurt has responded. So you can see how Global Accelerator detects the failed endpoint and routes around it intelligently. Now coming to pricing. So how are you charged for your Global Accelerator? We charge on two dimensions. The first one is a fixed fee. So for every hour or partial hour that your accelerator runs for, You are charged a fixed fee. Another aspect of pricing is data transfer premium. This is a small upcharge to the existing data transfer rates uh, that you pay for your services, and uh, this is charged for the improved availability and performance that you get uh, with Accelerator. This uh, upcharge is uh, is charged only on the dominant direction, which means either on the uh, inbound traffic to AWS or the outbound traffic Uh, to your clients, whichever is higher. And this is charged per source destination pair. And when we say source, we mean the AWS region that serves your traffic, and destination is the edge location that traffic is routed towards towards your client. And like always, you pay only for what you use with Global Accelerator. I encourage you to take a look at our marketing pages, uh, which gives you a very good explanation of the product, its features, and also the pricing. So having said that, let's look at what this means for you. So there are a few takeaways uh, that we hope uh, you will take with you after this session. So the first is Global Accelerator is um, a scalable service. It enables you to create a robust architecture. It improves your application availability and performance. It provides you a static Anycast IP address, uh, which uh, remains fixed. It leverages the AWS backbone and the global network for majority of the network path from your users to your your applications on AWS. And finally, it provides continuous health checking uh, for your applications as hosted on AWS, and it routes around failed endpoints. So that's uh, the end of our session. Uh, If you have any questions, we'll take them downstage. But before that, please remember to complete the session survey in the mobile app.